0: Welcome to Second Opinion, the reviews show here on The Nexus. I am your host Ian R. Buck, and today I will be reviewing a whole host of podcast players. Find the show notes for this episode at thenexus.tv/so79. Now, there are many, many podcast players to choose from, with many, many different sets of features. I both make and listen to a lot of podcasts, so I have a perspective from both sides of the table on this one. Uh, A quick note about the structure of this episode. Each podcast player that I review will have its own little section in the episode with a Final Thoughts wrap-up at the end. If you want to skip around from one review to another, or if you want to skip straight to the Final Thoughts to find out which podcast player is my favorite feel free to look in the show notes for the relevant timestamps. There are a lot of features to consider when choosing a podcast player, so to help you keep track of them all, I've compiled a nice color-coded spreadsheet for each podcast player and the features that it has. Uh, A link to that is in the show notes. And if you want an overview of what each of these features does, please check out the companion episode I'm publishing on The Extra Dimension at the same time as this episode. Uh, That companion episode can be found at thenexus.tv slash ted49, or the link is in the show notes. And now, on with the reviews. Alright, so let's start with the most popular podcast player, Apple Podcasts by far, uh, this is available on iOS, macOS, and Windows. Um, people are primarily using it on iOS. Uh, it is free. It's, uh, it used to be bundled in as a part of iTunes, but uh, the relationship between iTunes and Apple Podcasts is uh, changing over time. Apple Podcasts, not only does it have a directory of shows, but it is by far the most extensive directory of shows. When a podcaster is uh, first creating their show, this is usually the first directory that people go and submit their new show to, uh, because everybody knows that if you're not listed on Apple Podcasts, literally nobody's ever going to find you. Um, Also evident that uh, it's a big deal is that a lot of podcasters, when they are asking for people to you know, share their show and rate and review it, most of them ask for specifically for people to go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review it, because uh, everybody knows that Apple Podcasts is the biggest directory, and a lot more people will be able to find them if they can get up in the rankings of Apple Podcasts. Now, I was pretty pleasantly surprised when I was testing Apple Podcasts that it does, in fact, meet all of my minimum requirements for what a podcast player must do, uh, including it can take arbitrary RSS feeds. Um, A lot of these kind of bigger-name podcast players uh, kind of fall short in that aspect, but not Apple Podcasts. So I've had a few people ask me, you know, Hey, I currently use Apple Podcasts. What reasons can you think of for me to switch to a different podcast player? And honestly, like, if you're using Apple Podcasts and you're enjoying it and it's working fine for you, then go for it. Keep using Apple Podcasts. It's just fine. It has a pretty intuitive interface, especially if you are somebody who's used to using iOS because, you know, it is a first-party app, so uh, it will feel right at home on your iPhone or iPad. Um, Probably won't feel quite as natural if you're using it on Windows, um, but, you know, what can you do? There are a few features that uh, it is lacking that I appreciate. Um... For example, for variable speed playback, it can do that, but you're limited uh, to only doing either 0.5x, 1x, 1.5x, or 2x speeds. Uh, so if, you, if you, you can't get quite as granular. Um, it also won't do truncate silence on shows. And uh, I've noticed also that for the show notes... Um, Apple Podcast does display them pretty well. Things are formatted all right, but it does not display the embedded images, which is a shame. Since this is an Apple product, uh, unsurprisingly, it does not include Google Cast support. And it also doesn't support uh, the importing or exporting of OPML files, which is a pretty big shame because, uh, like... Most people who are going to be switching to or from Apple Podcasts are going to be switching away from it because when you first get into podcasts it's probably the default podcast player that you started using. Uh, And I think Apple probably knows that and that may be why they didn't implement that feature. It also can't play local files, which is a shame. Another nifty feature in Apple Podcasts is they have this concept of stations, which are like collections of multiple different shows that you might want to play together, right? So um, I can imagine using this to create a station of shows that, like, both my wife and I enjoy and that we can listen to together. Um, and so then, like, if we're ever, you know, uh, taking a, a trip together uh, and we need something to listen to, like, I don't, we don't have to worry about sorting through all of the different episodes that I might have downloaded uh, to find stuff that that we would both enjoy. And the final thing I would say about Apple Podcasts is that uh, given the central role that Apple plays in the podcasting industry, um, all of like the decisions that Apple makes about you know how people should be formatting their RSS feeds and where the industry should be heading right um, that carries a lot of weight so you can be fairly well assured that uh, the that that shows are going to be, compatible with the way that Apple Podcasts wants things to be formatted because they have such a large influence. All right, now let's turn our attention across the border to Google's first-party podcast player. Um, Google started making a podcast player built into Google Play Music, but we're not going to talk about that one today because, uh, for one thing, it sucked, and for another thing, uh, Google Play Music is uh, going to be sunsetted at some time in the near future uh, in favor of YouTube Music uh but google podcasts is a standalone app that uh that google has developed um it is available on android and Google Assistant, uh, and I believe they are fiddling around with a web player that is going to be coming out soon, uh, but it's not out yet. And it's worth noting that the uh, Google Podcasts is the only podcast player that's properly available on Google Assistant devices. So, like uh, you know, the Google Homes, and uh, that is not the fault of other podcast players, but that is Google's fault. They have not made um, the playback feature available to, to uh, you know, third-party developers uh, who want to make stuff on the Google Assistant platforms. Google Podcasts has a directory of shows, and the way that they build their their directory is very strange to me. So, they definitely are not seeding their directory from Apple Podcasts, because I have found some shows in the Google Podcasts list that are not on Apple Podcasts. But also, they don't have a website or a portal or any way for podcasters to submit their podcasts to Google Podcasts. So, I think what's going on here is that the Google search spider, which is, you know, their program that they use for building up their index of websites for the regular Google search, right? When you go to google.com and you do a search, Um, I think that they are having that spider take note of any links to RSS feeds that are formatted as podcasts. And then they're adding all of those to Their directory. Um, And I suspect this because uh, one of the shows on the Nexus TV, which we have never ever submitted to any podcast directories whatsoever, um, this is The Fringe, which is our like before and after show. um, We've never submitted that anywhere because it's not a scheduled, formatted show, right? Um, and we, we didn't think that it's worth uh, putting on any directories, but it has appeared on Google Podcasts. Unfortunately, Google Podcasts does not meet all of my minimum requirements. Uh, it cannot take an arbitrary RSS feed uh, and add that to your subscriptions list. Huge bummer. There are a few other features that uh, it's also missing, but since it doesn't meet my minimum requirements, I'm not going to talk about Google Podcasts anymore because uh, I just I cannot recommend it as somebody's main podcast player. All right, on to some third-party podcast players. Uh, the first one I'd like to talk about is Pocket Casts. That is currently the podcast player that I use in my day-to-day life. Um, so as as far as I'm concerned coming into this, uh, this roundup, uh, this is the one to beat because... Um, s- Other podcast players are going to have to, uh, you know, meet and exceed what Pocket Casts currently does for me. Platforms. Pocket Casts is available on just about every platform that you can imagine. It's on Android, iOS, Web Player, Windows Universal, macOS even on Amazon Echo devices, um, and it synchronizes between all of those. Uh, I love that feature. That's actually the reason that I switched from uh, my previous pod- podcast player, which was Beyond Pod. I switched to Pocket Casts one summer because I was working at a camp where my cellular reception was very, very poor, and I did not have access to uh, Wi-Fi. But I did have a desktop in my office uh, at the camp, and so I wanted to be able to play podcast episodes on my desktop computer um, without having to rely on my phone all the time. And so uh, Pocket Casts was the, uh, the first podcast player that I found that uh, met that requirement. And um, so far, it's been doing very, very well. Pocket Cast has a monetization model that I think is pretty ideal. Um, the mobile versions of the podcast player are free. Uh, and you get the full suite of of uh, features that are available on the, in those apps. Um, if you want to use the web player or one of the uh, desktop versions, the desktop versions are really just kind of skinned versions of the uh, the web player. Um, those because those players use like significant server time on Pocket Cast servers. Uh, They do charge for that. That one is a subscription model. Um, And through that subscription, you also get uh, some cloud storage so that you can upload audio or video files to their servers. And those files will synchronize uh, across all of your different devices. Um, And uh, so you don't have to worry about, oh, which of my phone, tablet, desktop, whatever, which one did I Load this uh this file onto in order to listen to it pocket casts meets and exceeds my expectations on just about every feature that i care about in a podcast player um, a couple of highlights here um, When uh, show notes are being displayed in the app, not only do they display everything correctly, everything's formatted, uh, we get images and everything embedded, um, but also... They will, if they detect uh, any text in your show notes that are formatted uh, as a timestamp, right? They will make those into clickable links, and so if somebody taps on those links, it will jump them straight to that moment in the uh, in the episode itself. Um, PocketCast was the first app that I saw doing this, and that was what inspired me to start putting timestamps into all of the episodes. Um, PocketCast was also the first podcast player I used that supported MP3 chapters, and so that's what uh, inspired me to start embedding MP3 chapters into all of the episodes that I produce. I also consider Pocket Cast to be a very good-looking app. The interface has changed a couple of times over the last few years, but um, it hasn't taken me too long to figure out where all of the different features are. And uh, once I do, it's very easy to use. Another feature that I really appreciate about Pocket Casts that most other podcast players don't have is that when you are sharing an episode, uh, it does unfortunately use a custom Pocket Casts link uh, to send to people, but the trade-off there is that um, you can share a podcast episode at a specific timestamp, and um, the Pocket Cast link will uh, automatically jump the person who you send that link to. It'll jump them to that spot in the episode, which is a a very good feature. One last thing to note about Pocket Cast is that it is currently owned by um, NPR and a few different um, non-profit Radio stations here in the United States, um, which does give me a little bit of pause because I usually prefer to make sure that like my distribution platforms are entirely separate from content creation entities and things like that. Um, I, I want to make sure that our industry is avoiding as much uh, conflict of interest as possible. Um, but in this case, I think it's probably fine because I, I trust national public radio uh to not make bad decisions and close things down in particular ways and favor their own shows all right overcast is another very very popular uh podcast player it's available on ios and it has a web player um It has a freemium monetization model, the app itself, and most of the features are available for free, Um, but it does have some banner ads, and if you want to remove those, uh, and if you uh, want to be able to upload files to the Overcast servers, that costs uh, $10 per year. Overcast certainly does... Meet my minimum requirements, so let's dive into a few highlights for it. Uh, I think that most of the people who are attracted to Overcast uh, come to it mostly because. The creator, Marco Arment, is uh, very well known in the um, Apple enthusiast, Apple developer uh, ecosystem. Um, and so this app that, that he's made is, uh, for one thing, the interface feels right at home on iOS, um, but he also really has his finger on the pulse of, you know, where Apple is going and um, how does Apple want developers to create apps right? Um, what are their ideals? Uh, he's he's very closely aligned with that kind of thing. However that frame of mind uh, really clashes with my own in a few significant ways. Um, for one thing, like he he very clearly could make this app uh, available on other platforms um, but, he is, you know, is very, very loyal to the Apple ecosystem. So I can tell you, it probably will never, ever come to Android, um, and so it will never be an app that that I'm using. Um, also, a few like kind of specific w- things that Marco has done, uh, privacy wise, uh, are are things that you know, if you you may. Care very strongly about these privacy aspects, but for me, I see them as detriments to the app. For example, the show notes in Overcasts um, are very well formatted, timestamps are clickable, which is awesome, um, but the uh, showing embedded images by default is off, uh, and you have to tap on each image individually in order to have it load. Um, and this is uh, because um, Invisible images that are used for tracking purposes can be embedded into show notes, uh, and so Marco wants to uh, protect his users from that kind of thing. Also, he does not include uh, Google Cast as an option in the app because he doesn't want to load the uh, Google SDK uh, into the app um, for privacy reasons. And um, so if if you are somebody who's very concerned about, you know, getting away from Google and not giving them any of your data, uh, that would be a plus for you. That's definitely a minus because my home is filled with Google Cast and Google Home devices. Uh, One strange limitation in Overcast is that uh, for video podcasts, it can download video podcasts and it can play the audio from those video podcasts, but it won't play the video itself. You can never see the video of it. Uh, Overcast also cannot start episodes at custom times, uh, nor can it play local audio files. A few extra things to talk about for Overcast. Um, Because Marco is focusing so closely on iOS, and there are only a handful of iOS uh, devices that need to be supported, uh, he's able to do some pretty nifty things like um, having specific audio profiles for each device. So depending on the different speaker configurations on different iPhone models or different iPad models, right? um, he is able to adjust how the app is presenting the audio to the hardware in order to get it to sound as good as possible sharing episodes from overcast uh, uses a custom overcast url but luckily it does let us share episodes from a particular timestamp. a few final notes about overcast um the web player is uh very very limited so um i would only really pay attention to using the ios app for this one um And also, I would like to applaud Marco Arment, the creator of Overcast, for all of the work that he does to push the podcasting industry forward. Um, For example, in recent memory, uh, he added a feature where if a link in the show notes has a specific attribute uh then the app will treat that link as a link to like a payment method you know for the podcaster so for example you could uh have the link to your patreon um um, show up in the app as a specific little button um and uh, and so that's a really really cool uh little feature and i hope that other podcast players kind of pay attention to the things that marco's doing uh in that regards and um follow suit on on, you know implementing those kinds of things All right, Podcast Addict. This is one of the most popular podcast players on Android. Uh, It is only available on Android. And not only is it only available on Android, but also uh, that Android device is going to be pretty much treated as your singular only uh, podcast player because it won't synchronize between multiple different Android devices. Uh, Podcast Addict uses a freemium model. Um, All of the Features are available for free, uh, but it will have ads in the uh, podcast app. Um, You can remove those for $4. Podcast Addict definitely meets my minimum requirements, um, and it does some pretty nifty things in particular with the uh, directory angle. So you can either, when you are searching for a show, you can either search using the Apple Podcasts uh, database um, or some separate database that Podcast Addict maintains, and I don't know exactly how that works. Podcast Addict honestly has the largest feature set, the most fully realized feature set of any podcast player that I have ever used. I definitely have to applaud the uh, developers on that. Unfortunately, it definitely falls into the trap of a an app that uh, focuses so heavily on Being feature rich on being able to do everything that um i think there wasn't as much of a focus on the user interface or on the um the look and feel of the app itself um it's it's kind of an ugly app uh, and also like it is very very confusing and overwhelming to use um I was able to wrap my head around most of it given some time, Uh, but even so, there were were so many different settings and features and things um, that I had trouble keeping track of all of them. Among the features that it has that I have not seen on any other podcast players is it can, in addition to starting episodes at custom times, uh, Podcast Addict will also let you skip a particular number of seconds at the end of an episode if you know that that uh, show always has a consistent length outro. It's also one of the few podcast players that uh, lets you play local files. But the feature for me that really takes the cake is that Podcast Addict not only can play podcasts, but it can also stream live radio stations as well. Um, I was very, very surprised to find that it even has WFNU, the local neighborhood community radio station that my show, The Extra Dimension, is broadcast on. Um, that was included in its directory. I didn't even have to, you know, find the link to. The live stream file that WFNU publishes. I just searched for WFNU and Podcast Addict just figured it out for me. So if you are somebody who cares very, very heavily about having all of the features, uh, all of the customizability in your app. Um, but you uh, are okay with using uh, a a little bit less of an intuitive interface and maybe an app that is uh, not as good looking, Podcast Addict uh, might be the right one for you. Um, I think I'm going to keep it installed uh, for those rare occasions where I am live streaming radio stations, um, but uh, for my day-to-day podcast playing, uh, I don't think that it is going to make the cut. All right, let's get a little bit more obscure. Beyond Pod. This is the first podcast player that uh, I ever installed after getting a- an Android device for the first time. Beyond Pod is available only on Android, um, though you can install it on multiple different Android devices and have it synchronize uh, your episode progress between them, which is pretty nice. Uh, it uses a freemium model, um, and uh, there are a few. Features that are only available if you buy the full, like, pro version. Um, Those are things like automatic feed updates, downloading multiple episodes at once, um, Google Cast support, and uh, cross-device synchronization. And that uh, costs $5. It's also pretty amusing to note that in order to unlock this uh, premium version, you have to buy... A, uh, a separate app in the Google Play Store, you know, an, an unlock key uh, app, and, um, which, which is a very, very old school way of approaching, uh, you know, this, this freemium unlocking model. BeyondPod definitely meets my minimum requirements for a podcast player, uh, and it has a respectable collection of features, a few highlights here include the show notes that it displays uh, are well-formatted, and they include embedded images, and it can play video podcasts. Unfortunately, it is missing a few things, such as truncate silence, uh, MP3 chapters, starting episodes at custom times, um, and playing episodes without subscribing to a show is possible but uh you can only preview the episodes you can't like play the full thing now, the biggest takeaway that uh, I had when revisiting BeyondPod for testing for this episode is uh, not necessarily any of the features that it has or doesn't have, um, but I noticed that the app has not been updated in over a year, and um, this manifests itself in a couple of a couple of places. Uh, in particular, I noticed that the playback notification uh, on my Android device, right. Um, they had implemented a really cool feature um where the playback progress was kind of visualized uh as a little ring around the play pause button in the notification um Now that we have Android 10 uh, that is completely unnecessary because the operating system will uh, present a scrub bar uh, in the notification, the playback notifications for media apps. Um, Unfortunately BeyondPod's implementation breaks this uh, and uh, so little things like that um, don't give me a whole lot of confidence about BeyondPod anymore since it doesn't seem to be getting regular updates player fm is available on android ios and they have a web player it follows a freemium model there are quite a few features that are locked behind the paywall as well as you know you can remove ads um, and uh, that subscription costs 48 dollars per year Player FM has a directory of shows, and the way that they've built this directory is a very interesting one. Instead of seeding their directory from Apple Podcasts, any show that any user of Player FM um, adds to the app also gets added to their directory, unless that user like checks a box that says, "Oh no, this is a private feed or this is like an exclusive feed, so don't add it to the public directory." Um, now, because of this, so obviously you, it, it, the app can take any arbitrary RSS feeds because that's how they build out their directory. But this also means that the process of adding an arbitrary RSS feed takes a little bit longer because um, the app is sending that feed back to PlayerFM's servers so that they can parse it and, you know, add that show to the directory and everything. Um, so that does make that process take a little bit longer. Player FM includes a lot of the advanced features that I look for. Though I will note that the web player is a little bit more limited than the mobile app in that regard. Um, For example, like, MP3 chapters are supported in the mobile app, but not in the web player. Um, Video podcasts, you can play them uh, in the app, but uh, when you're playing them in the web player, it only plays audio. So little details like that uh, make a little bit of a difference. The interface on this app is also pretty darn customizable, which I appreciate. Um, I also really like the swipe gestures that they have built into the player. Um, I did find it hard to keep track of like what queue I was playing from, um, because like the list of episodes that are you know going to play next after the one that you're currently playing, um, it entirely depends on like what playlist you uh, start playing from. And I didn't always feel like I had a good grasp of, like, if I, if I skip this episode or if I, like, swipe to the right, um, then what, like, what episode is going to play after this one? Uh, I didn't always have a good idea for what that was going to be. So overall, I would say that Player FM is a very good multi-platform contender, um, though, of course, you do need to uh, pay the $48 a year uh, subscription in order to get uh, all of the, the many good features that it has, including synchronizing uh, across multiple devices, which I think is pretty critical. AntennaPod is an app that is available only on Android. It is a free app, and not only that, but it is an open-source app. So this is, I think, the first open-source podcast player that we have looked at so far in this roundup. AntennaPod does not have a directory of shows, but it does have a search bar that is seeded from Apple Podcasts and also two other databases that I did not recognize. It can also take arbitrary RSS feeds and uh, meets all of my other minimum requirements for a podcast player. Puzzlingly, this was one of the few podcast players that I tested that uh, cannot show notifications uh, about new episodes coming out. I was very pleased with their uh, approach to displaying show notes. The timestamps in the show notes are clickable. It includes embedded images and everything. There are a few uh, features that are missing, though. Um, Variable playback speed is there, but it's not set on a show-by-show basis. Uh, There's no truncate silence. Um, It cannot synchronize your episode progress between multiple devices. Um, You can't start episodes at custom times. And you cannot play uh, local files. I appreciate the way that this app looks. It's nice and clean. It has just one drawer menu that contains all of the different pages that you could go to. Um, It has a dark theme. They also have a few audio settings that I didn't see anywhere else. Um, For example, you can adjust the volume of the left and right channels independently, and uh, you can also force the app to mix stereo down to mono, which would be uh, very useful for me, since I usually listen with uh, just one earbud in while riding my bike. So yeah, if you are really interested in supporting uh, open-source, projects, uh, I would say that AntennaPod is a good option, Um, but since it's only available on Android and it doesn't synchronize between uh, devices, uh, I would say that for the general public, this probably is not the best option. RSS Radio is available on iOS and it has a web player. Um, It is a freemium model. They have banner ads in the app, and you can remove those for $2 per year, Um, but other than that, all of the features are uh, included in the free version. It does have a directory of shows. It's seeded from Apple Podcasts, and this app meets all of my requirements, my minimum requirements for a podcast player. RSS Radio includes most of the advanced features that I look for, and it also has a few uh, nice little touches there. So, for example, like with video podcasts, you can um, either play it as a video podcast or you can turn off the video uh, if you want. Unfortunately, it cannot play local files, Um, and also I noticed that when using the variable speed playback feature, um, it made the sound, like, the voices sound weird. Um, I can't quite put my finger on exactly what it is that makes it sound weird. It almost felt like it was, like, dropping frames from the, if I can use a video analogy there, Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the voices just sounded a little bit. Like garbled, a little bit strange when played back at higher speeds. One last cool extra feature that RSS Radio had is uh, it has a built-in audio compressor, which can be very useful if uh, if you listen to shows that uh, don't carefully normalize and compress their audio themselves. I did chuckle while I was testing RSS Radio because um, I imported after I imported my OPML file and uh, added my you know a little bit more than 100 uh, subscriptions that I have, um, the app warned me that uh, when it's trying to track that many different shows with, you know, 6,000 or whatever uh, episodes I- across all of the shows, it might slow down the app. And uh, and I just got to say, RSS Radio, get on my level. Eye catcher with an exclamation point at the end of the app's name. This is available on iOS It is a $3 purchase with an in-app tip jar. It meets all of my minimum requirements, and it includes most of the advanced features that I look for. The exceptions to that are uh, it does does not include a truncate silence feature. Um, It has AirPlay but no Google Cast available. And the show notes that it displays are pretty good. Um, It's formatted well. The timestamps are clickable, which is awesome. Um, But instead of showing the uh, embedded images in a show notes, it shows the alt text instead. As for visual appeal, um, I appreciate that the app has a dark theme. It all looks nice and clean. So overall, very good option for a podcast player. All right, Podcast Republic. This app is available on Android, and they also have a web player available, but the web player is very basic. It follows a freemium model. Um, You can remove ads from the app for $3. This app meets all of my minimum requirements for a podcast player. Their directory of shows appears to be seeded from Apple Podcasts, but I did notice that there were some shows missing that I definitely know are available on Apple Podcasts, so that was a little bit puzzling to me. One cool touch that they have is, um, in addition to being able to automatically delete played episodes, just like most podcast players, um, you can actually set the app to defer the deletion of, uh, of a, an audio file for 24 hours after an episode is played, um, which is I, a really, really nice touch, something that I had not thought that I would want until I actually encountered this uh, feature. But yeah, like, you can definitely imagine that, uh, you know, you're listening to a podcast episode while you are um, engaged with something else. And, you know, so the app finishes the episode, it moves on to the next episode, but then later on you want to go back and listen to that episode again or part of that episode. And um, if the... If the file has been deleted from the app then uh, you have to go and redownload it but if that file is just like marked for deletion for 24 hours then you have a chance to go back and uh, listen to it again before it's gone forever the show notes that it displays are pretty good um the alt text is shown instead of embedded images unfortunately Um, There is no truncate silence feature, which is a bummer. Their implementation of MP3 chapters is really cool because not only does it display the MP3 chapters that are embedded in the audio file itself, but also they allow the user to add their own chapter markers, um, which can be very, very useful if you uh, are listening to something and you want to go back and find find a, a particular spot again later. They also, uh, in addition to allowing you to start episodes at a custom time, you can also skip a particular you know, segment of the outro of, uh, of episodes, which is cool. Overall, I really like the visual appeal of this app. It's nice and clean. There's a dark mode available. You can customize the accent color that it uses. Um, very, very nice. And it's got a few extra features that I wasn't looking for specifically. Um, So you can subscribe to YouTube channels and playlists in Podcast Republic. Um, Of course, this only allows you to stream them, and and it shows like an embedded version of that uh, video. Um, You can also stream live radio stations, which is a really nice touch that uh, a lot of podcast players uh, do not focus on. A strange thing about Podcast Republic is that when you, when you start to download shows, the app forces you to choose what directory you want to store your MP3 downloads in, which I found very puzzling, um, because I feel like this is a step that you really shouldn't need the user to actually go through, right? The app should just have its own... Uh, storage space that's assigned to it by the operating system. So I'm not sure what was up there. Downcast is available on iOS and macOS. Um, And when I say macOS, I mean like it is available through their app store. Uh, And uh, it's not like a web player or anything like that. The app costs $3 on iOS, $5 on macOS, and they have an in-app tip jar. This app does meet all of my minimum requirements for a podcast player, and it has a lot of the features that I'm looking for, but not quite all of them. Um, in particular, I noticed that it, it wasn't automatically deleting episodes that I had played, which is a very, very puzzling omission. Also, in the show notes, uh, it doesn't display any embedded images. Instead, it displays the alt text. Um, It's also missing things like truncate silence and playing local files. The creators of Downcast definitely were aware of the existence of OPML files because they let you export one, but I couldn't find a way to import an OPML file into Downcast, which is very, very puzzling. Uh, I thought that this app was uh, nice and clean, it's got a dark theme, um, doesn't look too shabby, Overall, uh, I don't think that I would recommend Downcast. It's a decent app, but uh, it didn't include everything that I want. And uh, again, it's only available on uh, iOS and macOS. Podbean is an app available for Android and iOS. It uses a freemium model, so you can remove ads in the app. Um, You can create unlimited playlists and set the default homepage if you pay them $10 per year. They do have a directory of shows, but it is not seeded from Apple Podcasts. And I think part of the reason for that is because Podbean uh, is not just a podcast player, but that company also runs a podcast hosting service. So this app has all of the shows that are hosted on Podbean's own service, as well as any shows that uh, that other creators have gone and submitted to their directory but luckily they do allow you to import any arbitrary RSS feeds that you have into the app so it does uh, meet my minimum requirements for a podcast player it has a good collection of features but not quite all of the features that I am looking for um, in particular I r- I'm really puzzled by the fact that the app doesn't display show notes whatsoever I couldn't find them in the app at all um, similarly no mp3 chapters. Um, You can't start episodes at uh, custom times. You can't play local files. And also their approach to some things was a little bit puzzling. So like for skipping backward and forward, um, both of those have to be set to be the same interval. So if you want to be able to skip forward by 30 seconds, it'll also skip backwards by 30 seconds. So I'm not sure why that limitation is there. The app wasn't very visually appealing to me. It looked pretty outdated, at least on the Android version that I was using. Um, puzzlingly, it gets rid of like the system status bar when I'm visited some pages in the app. I couldn't figure out why exactly that is. It wasn't going into like full screen mode or anything like that, but uh, you know, weird, weird little interface quirks. The app does include some onboarding in which it asks the user to choose a few topics that they're interested in. That can be uh, a nice experience for uh, people who are new to podcast listening and need some pointers on some good shows to listen to. Overall, uh, I definitely wouldn't recommend using uh, Podbean as your primary podcast player. Um, it just didn't have quite all of the features that I'm looking for and, uh, and I don't think that it was a particularly pretty app. CastBox is available on both Android and iOS. It uses a freemium model. You can remove ads from the app for $10 a year, $1 a month, or a $15 one-time purchase. CastBox has a directory of shows that's seeded from Apple Podcasts, but unfortunately, they don't let you import any arbitrary RSS feeds, so it does not meet my minimum requirements for a podcast player, which is a real shame because this app does include most of the advanced features that I look for, though not quite all of them castbox is uh, another example of a podcast player that it was made by a company that also serves as a podcast hosting platform uh, so if you use castbox um, to host your own show you'll probably have this app installed on your device uh, for managing your show um, and so I think that's probably why they built the podcast player as well is uh, just so you know if you want to use this same app for managing your podcast as as well as playing podcasts, you can do that. But again, because it doesn't allow you to import an arbitrary RSS feed, uh, and it's missing a few of the advanced features that I look for, uh, I would say that uh, you should probably use something else to listen to your podcasts. Breaker is an app that is available on iOS and Android. The Android version is currently in beta. Uh, The app is free and it has some very interesting approaches to podcasting uh, that, uh, that we'll get into here. Breaker has a directory of shows that is seeded from Apple Podcasts, though it does seem to be missing a few that uh, should be in Apple Podcasts. I'm not sure why that is, but it does let you uh, subscribe to arbitrary RSS feeds so you can listen to any shows that you want the download management in breaker is a little bit wonky it's a little bit limited um, so anything that like is added to your playlist is downloaded and all of the shows that you subscribe to are automatically added to the playlist um, and so the, but there's no way to like download or remove downloads other than using the playlist itself um, so it's a little goofy this app does have a intuitive interface but you don't have quite as much control over most things as uh, as you do in other apps. The show notes for each episode are pretty well formatted. Um, images are not shown, um, though. The puzzling thing is that you can't see the show notes from the audio player. Um, you have to go into the uh, show's page itself to find them. Unfortunately, this app does not include MP3 chapters. Nor can it start episodes at custom times. There were also a couple of interface things that puzzled me. So the, um, this is one of the few media playback apps on Android that I've used that didn't have a playback widget available for the home screen. Um, also, when I was testing it in Android Auto, um, the fast-forward button was replaced with a skip-episode button, uh, which uh, was very strange. I, I can't imagine using a skip-episode button more often than a, uh, a fast-forward button. I thought that the app looked very cute. Um, I, I liked the interface. I enjoyed it. Um, it had some nice little animations. Unfortunately, it was not optimized for the iPad that I was using it on, um, but I I think it would look fine on an iPhone. Now, Breaker had some very interesting things that it was trying to do in the social space. Um, that's kind of the main selling point of this app, is that... Um, when you, when you create an account, when you uh, join the app, you are prompted to search for other users to follow, and then uh, the app has like an activity feed from those people. Um, there's a comment and a liking system, um, so you can kind of see what the other people who you're following are listening to, what they're enjoying and stuff, which is a pretty cool feature. Um, but of course, any social feature like this is only going to be useful if you have a critical mass right if there's enough people in the network to make it really worth it um and just like looking at at the number of people who are using this app i don't think that's going to be true anytime soon um and also i i mean Given the decentralized nature of podcasting, uh, I don't think that anyone, like, I don't think that we should be tying the social things that we're trying to do with podcasts to a particular player. Um, I think that we really should be uh, keeping those social aspects in the separate social spaces where we interact with each other anyway. Castro is available on iOS. It uses a freemium model. There are uh, a few features that are locked behind a, uh, a paywall, um, so you can remove ads from the app, you can trim silence, play local files, uh, set uh, show-by-show settings, enhance voices, MP3 chapters, and force mono for $19 a year or $3 a month. Uh, Castro has a directory of shows, but it is not seeded from Apple Podcasts, and also it's not clear how a podcaster is supposed to submit a show to their directory, um, which was puzzling and uh, concerning to me um, as somebody who is trying to get his podcasts available uh, in in all of the different uh, apps that he possibly can. Um, so, yeah, I guess you can't find my shows in Castro because I have no idea how to put them in there. Luckily, though, Castro does let you, uh, take arbitrary RSS feeds and subscribe to them, so, uh, this app does meet my minimum requirements for a podcast player. And Castro does have most of the advanced features that I look for. Um, Of course, as I mentioned earlier, uh, a lot of them are behind the uh, paywall, the subscription um, that you have to pay for. But once you do pay for that subscription, you get uh, a very, very full-featured app. There's only a couple of things that it's missing. Um, for example, when you are trying to play video podcasts, um, it, will, it will download the episodes and play them, but it'll only play the audio. It won't display the video. Um, it won't synchronize between multiple different devices. Um, and also, it includes AirPlay, but not Google Cast. As for visual appeal in this app, uh, I liked the animations that it has. Um, Unfortunately, the app is not designed for iPad, but uh, if you're using it on an iPhone, uh, it should look good. Um, it also has uh, some extra features that, uh, that are pretty nifty, like creating audiograms for segments of an episode. So if you want to share a particular clip um, with your friends on social media, you can uh, easily create a quick little uh, shareable video using, uh, using Castro itself. So this is a nice app, um, but you should really only use it if you have just one device that you listen to podcasts on, uh, and it had better be an iPhone. Otherwise, you're probably not going to enjoy it. All right, next let's talk about Stitcher. So Stitcher is available on Android, iOS, and it has a web player. It uses a freemium model. You can remove the banner ads in the app. There are exclusive shows and there are ad free episodes of shows that are available publicly, um, as well as bonus episodes for about $5 per month. So, yeah, Stitcher has been around for a long time and it was kind of the original app that tried to make itself into like the Netflix of podcasting. Um, so, a lot of people are aware of Stitcher. They, you know, advertise on a lot of different shows. Um, um, especially, I think they they had a good approach for branding, you know, by making a lot of the shows uh, publicly available so that people can listen to them in any podcast player. But having like the ad free versions of them uh, in their own app. Now, unfortunately, that philosophy also means that uh, they do not meet my minimum requirements for a podcast player. Um, they don't take in arbitrary RSS feeds, Uh, so you can't subscribe to just any podcast that you want to. Um, You can only subscribe to the podcasts that are in Stitcher's own directory. Um, And that directory is actually not seeded from Apple Podcasts, so it is a more limited selection uh, than you would otherwise get. So I definitely cannot recommend Stitcher uh, for those reasons. But I also really can't recommend Stitcher because it has a really, really confusing interface. I was never quite able to wrap my head around how to do various different things in the app Um, it felt very confusing to me Uh, so I really can't think of a reason uh, a good reason to use Stitcher Um, you know we really need to reject any of these apps that try to um, segment out the uh, the podcasting sphere by having their own shows that are exclusively available in their own apps and Luminary. Luminary is available on Android and iOS. Um it is a freemium model. You can get exclusive shows for $8 per month. Um and yeah, let's talk about that for a quick second here. So Luminary really uh made some waves in the podcasting industry when they launched um because they, you know, Immediately, were pitching themselves as the Netflix of podcasting. They were going to um, set up a whole bunch of exclusive shows that you know were going to be um, impossible to miss. Right, everybody's going to want to listen to these shows, and uh, you're going to have to pay eight dollars a month to uh, listen to those big shows with big names attached to them, etc. So that didn't sit well with a lot of people, right? Because, of course, that is threatening the open distribution model of the uh, podcast medium. Um, they do have a directory of shows, but it's not seeded from Apple Podcasts. Um, and also, I would like to note that there have been several prominent podcasts that have removed themselves from the app. Um I don't know if it was out of spite or out of, like, you know, if, if Luminary is uh, does not contribute to the download numbers um, on a podcast host's uh, servers or what, um, but there were a lot of, like, big-name podcasts that decided that they did not want to be a part of this. Um, so... You won't be able to find uh, as many shows on here as you'll want, uh, especially since you cannot import arbitrary RSS feeds into this app. So no, it does not meet my minimum requirements for a podcast player. It's also missing quite a few of the advanced features that I look for in a podcast player, um, especially on Android. The iOS version of the app seems to have more features than the Android version, which is a little bit, little bit puzzling. Apparently, they're not doing um, development in parallel on those two. Um, but yeah, it's missing things like truncating silence, um, MP3 chapters. Amazingly, it does not show up when I tested it in Android Auto, almost every single other uh, media player that I tested uh, appeared in Android Auto, but uh, Luminary, for some reason, does not. So yeah, um, let's not support Luminary in their effort to split up the, uh, the podcasting industry and fragment things, um, and also for trying to force us all to use a really mediocre uh, podcast player. All right, Spotify. Um, Spotify is probably the biggest name example of a an app that started off primarily as a music streaming service that then added podcast playing to their repertoire. And we'll uh, we'll see a couple more examples of that coming up. Um, this app is available on Android, iOS, Windows, macOS, uh, just about everywhere. I think probably on um, most smart speakers as well i forgot to look into that the app uses a freemium model most of the limitations in the free version are limitations to what you can do with music um, but there are a couple of things that are uh, affected on the podcast side as well so for example you can't see or edit your queue if you're using the free version Um, and also there will occasionally be uh, advertisements and like limitations on how many songs you can skip, uh, and you can get rid of all those limitations for $10 a month. Now, Spotify definitely does not meet my minimum requirements for a podcast player. Um, They have a directory of shows, but it's not seeded from Apple Podcasts, and also um, I would like to note that you're less likely to find the shows that you want in in this app because um, podcasters know that uh, Spotify, caches each episode of their show on Spotify's own servers, and so each individual uh, Spotify user who is playing the show isn't going to count towards the download numbers on the podcaster's own server, um, which can radically, radically affect you know the ad rates that uh, podcasters get. Spotify also does not allow you to uh, take in any arbitrary RSS feeds and add those to the app, um, so I definitely don't recommend this. Also, like it, it won't automatically download new episodes of shows that you've subscribed to. It won't give you notifications about new episodes. It won't automatically delete the played episodes. It's not a very full-featured app in any way uh, when it comes to podcasting. It's pretty clear that like podcasting was just kind of tacked on as an afterthought to all of the music streaming stuff. So while I am grateful for Spotify um, kind of bringing the concept of podcasts to a wider audience, right, to the 500 million plus people who uh, are subscribed to Spotify already. Um, I'm grateful to them for doing that, but um, also I don't think that anybody should be using Spotify to listen to their their podcasts. I understand that uh, it is a pretty neat feature to be able to Um, like, intersperse, like, any music that you might want in between podcast episodes and mix and match those mediums uh, as much as you want by putting them all into, like, playlists and cues and everything. Um, But I don't think that that is really worth the limitations that uh, Spotify brings with it for podcasts themselves. Also, there is some really significant... Um, conflict of interest going on here, Spotify recently bought uh, Gimlet Media, which is a podcast production company, uh, and they also bought Anchor, which is a podcast hosting platform, and so it, it really seems like Spotify is kind of trying to take all of the different pieces of the pie and, uh, and own the entire stack, and I am getting really nervous about that. Pandora. Hey, did you know that Pandora still exists? I almost forgot about it. So, Pandora is available on Android, iOS, and it has a web player. Um, it is a freemium model. You can remove ads, you can get unlimited skips, and offline listening for $10 per month. Um, this, of course, is another example of a, an app that is primarily focused on music streaming that then added on podcasts once we became popular enough. Pandora has a directory of shows, but it is not seeded from Apple Podcasts. Um, and uh, yeah, Pandora definitely does not meet my minimum requirements for a podcast player because you cannot take in arbitrary RSS feeds. Um, it also doesn't allow you to like automatically download new episodes for the shows that uh, you, you're listening to. In fact, you can't download episodes at all through Pandora. It's only streaming, um, which is a baffling huge um, limitation, if you ask me. Pandora has very, very few of the features that I look for in a podcast player, um, which does mean that I had to give them a yes under the column reasonably intuitive interface, because the interface is intuitive simply because there's almost nothing here. So... Yeah. Um, Don't use Pandora, you guys. It's not worth it. TuneIn is an app that is available on iOS, Android, Windows Universal. It's got a web player. It's on Alexa, Google Assistant, Cortana, Sonos. Man, that's a hefty list. TuneIn uses a freemium model. Uh, You can remove ads and also get professional sports games live streamed for $100 per year. So, yeah, TuneIn is a is a strange example because um much like Spotify and Pandora, it started in a different field and then also added podcasts to the app later on. But unlike Spotify and Pandora, instead of coming from the music streaming uh side of things, TuneIn is uh it, it was primarily focused on like radio stations and broadcast um, mediums like like sports games and stuff like that. So that's really the, the direction that TuneIn is coming from, um, and then podcasts were, were added to that. Um, it does have a directory of shows, which is seeded from Apple Podcasts, so that's a very pleasant surprise uh, for an app like this that, uh, that was not focused on podcasts when it was first created. Unfortunately, you cannot import an arbitrary RSS feed into TuneIn, so I would definitely not recommend using it. I guess if you are somebody who has already subscribed to TuneIn because you really wanted those uh, live sports games, then uh, and you don't listen to very many podcasts, I guess TuneIn is a nice way to discover and listen to a few podcasts every once in a while. Um, but if you're primarily looking for a podcast player, uh, I wouldn't use this because um it's also missing like not only is it missing the arbitrary rss feeds feature but it's also got quite a few other advanced features that uh, that it does not have all right it's now time for the moment of truth which podcast players were my favorite So, the best overall podcast player, in my opinion, is Pocket Casts. It has tons of advanced features, it's got an intuitive and good-looking interface, uh, and it is available on just about every platform where it synchronizes your episode progress and your queue between all of your different devices. Um, The monetization model also makes it very easy for me to recommend to just about anybody because the mobile apps are completely free, they include all of their features, there's no ads, uh, and then you just have to pay $10 per year if you want to use the desktop versions or the web player. If you are looking for a close alternative to Pocket Casts, for example, maybe you have a sour taste from learning that uh, NPR owns the company that is making Pocket Casts, Um, then Player FM is a pretty good comparison. Um, However, almost all of the really good features that it has, including like synchronizing with other devices, uh, those are all locked behind the $48 per year paywall, which is... Pretty steep, if you ask me. If you're looking for something that's more privacy-focused and you happen to be on iOS, then uh, Overcast is probably the way to go. And if you are obsessed with having, like, every feature imaginable, including streaming radio stations, uh, and you don't mind dealing with an ugly interface and you don't care about uh, synchronizing between different devices and you happen to have an Android device, then Podcast Addict is right for you. For myself, I'm definitely going to continue to use Pocket Casts. I'm very happy with it, uh, and none of the other options that I tested for this episode uh, really blew me away uh, the way that Pocket Cast has. So I'm happily uh, spending $10 per year to continue to use the desktop version for that, and uh, I'm enjoying supporting them. Thanks for listening to this episode of Second Opinion. I have been your host, Ian R. Buck. You can find me on Twitter as Ian R. Buck. This episode of Second Opinion is released under a Creative Commons attribution license, so feel free to use any part of it or all of it as you see fit, as long as you link back to the original page, which is thenexus.tv SO79. If you are willing and able to help us financially as we continue to make technology-focused podcasts, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TV. And if you would like to discuss this episode with other listeners, you can head over to our Reddit at uh, reddit.com slash r slash TV. Thanks for listening, and until next time, have a good one. the Nexus the Nexus the Nexus TV podcasts from, from the, the technological, technological convergence, convergence.